Greetings, everyone, and a very warm welcome to another edition of Marketing the Invisible. I'm Tom Poland, beaming out to you from the very sunny Sunshine Coast in Australia, joined today by one of the smartest guys I know, actually, and I've never told him that, so don't let him you know, hear me say that sort of thing. Jose Palomino. Jose, welcome. Well, glad to be here, Tom. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, you're not only a smart guy, you actually look really intelligent as well. Which is oh, boy, a- that's a good that, pair, right? One could argue that's even more important. <laughs> So where are you calling in from? Where are you hanging out? Yeah, I live in the suburbs outside of Philadelphia. So I'm on the east coast of the U.S. Philly. I only heard good things about people that come from Philly. Um, Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, and you're also the CEO of Value Prop Interactive. What I'm really interested, folks, about what Jose does is that he's unlocked well over $250 million in growth for for dozens of B2B owner-led businesses. But he also works with people who feel that they're in a commodity market. In other words, your product, you know, the, the great unwashed masses don't realize that your product might have differentiation. It appears to be the same set of golf clubs or the same car or the same consulting service or whatever it is as everyone else is offering. And so part of, I think, your core, your, your fundamental point of difference and your superpower, if you like, is that ability to differentiate in the marketplace and to generate demand through that differentiation, even when the product might appear to be the same. So that's a little bit about Jose, folks. Let's find out a bit, dive a bit deeper on his magic. Jose, our seven minutes is going to start now, sir. Question number one, who's your ideal client? It'd be the owner, CEO, an owner that actually is operating a business in a B2B context, Yeah, typically between like two and 20 million in revenue. Lower number if they're more services, bigger number if they make something physical. Right. Perfect. So very clear on that. And what would you say, how would you define the problem that you solve for them? What, what do they come to you for? Yeah, generally, when I think back on all the clients I've worked with, they, they were at a point of being stuck. They felt mm. stuck, either revenue, stuckness, right. or not quite sure how to get to the next thing. Like they had a desire to get to the next thing, next level of growth, next market, whatever. Not quite sure how to get there. Right. But, but they know it's there. I know it's there. They feel it, but they, and they've tried the stuff, but they, it just somehow doesn't come together. Their team doesn't pull it together. They're not quite sure what to do next. A lot of those folks, when I have a conversation with them, you know, they're, one of the comments they make is people think I'm quite successful, but I just don't feel it yet. You know, I know I can, I can know there's a lot more power in in the engine if I could just extract it. Absolutely. So so that's a nice bridge to question three. What would you say are some of the typical symptoms of your ideal clients before they engage your services? What's going on in their business or their life, which would give our listeners a bit of a heads up as, yep, kind of like, yeah, that's me too. Sure. The first most obvious one is a revenue plateau, right? So they've hit a certain level of growth. They hit a certain number, but they're there for four years. You know, adjusted for inflation, they haven't really moved or maybe they moved backwards a little bit. So they're on a plateau. That's a really good thought, right? They were climbing a mountain. They hit a plateau. They know there's more mountain to climb, but they can't quite get there. Now, you know, one of the other symptoms, and these are all kind of connected, is they're spending money on marketing and sales, but they're not really seeing the results, right? There's not a lack of investment. Sometimes it's a lack of investment, but often, even with the investment, it's just not moving. And then some of the more tangible manifestations that show up in their business is uh, margin pressure from even their best customer constantly being asked to kind of settle for less, you know, and, and that makes sense. If you're a small company and you have a big client, that's a big corporation. They are professionals at squeezing you. Yes. And then the sales cycle stretches out. 
And last but not least, almost last but not least, they have customer concentration. They realize, boy, if I lost Acme Sprockets, we'd be up the river without the proverbial paddle. All right. Right. And and I think the final thought there, Tom, that really shows up is when people say, I know if I ask my entire leadership team what our differentiator is, what our value proposition is, I'd get different answers from everybody. We don't have a unified <laughs> value proposition. We don't really have an answer to the question why people should buy from us, especially in commodity categories. Right, right. So uh, the, the feeling like they're in a commodity category and their leadership is homogenized. One of the occasions when you do not want to do not want to celebrate diversity is when you get people to articulate your competitive point of difference. <laughs> what <laughs> That's are we exactly about? Right. Everything. You want to be on the same page and decide what that is. Right. right. But focus and clarity. You're dealing with people who are fairly successful by anyone's standards. And sure. you've already alluded to the fact that they're trying stuff. They're mostly spending money on marketing. They're not moving the needle, but but they are trying stuff. So you must see a lot of mistakes that people make before they come and find your solution. Give us a, two or three of those common mistakes that you find people sure. make. Great question. Yeah, I think one of the first is they, because of frustration, they think hiring an expensive, he'll solve it headcount is going right. to solve the problem. Right. So the guru guy that they're going to bring on staff overpay for like a VP of marketing and sales for a small company that's like not realistic. Right. Or they hire an agency or somebody who's going to fix it. The biggest mistake then that that really summarizes is they're not looking at their business systematically. There's a reason you are where you are. There's a reason why you grew to the plateau you got to, good things. And there's a reason why you can't get off that plateau. And it's probably a combination of things. It's not just sales, marketing, lead gen. It could be your customer success program. It could be your working capital constraints that you can't buy the machine you need to be competitive. All those things tie together and create that stuck condition. And right. until you look at your business, kind of not the overused word, but holistically, you really aren't going to get off that plateau. And I think the big challenge for, for business owners is that, you know, we, we, are, we are so deep in the forest, we often don't see the trees, you know. We develop these bind plots and we develop these biases. And that's one of the beauties about having someone from the outside come in is they don't have that same, the same blinkers or the same Absolutely. Building. So there's value in that in, in and of itself. Let's go to question five, one minute, 45 seconds left. About top tip, a real quick top tip. Just one thing, it'll take people to step in the right direction. Yeah, so this is going to have just a few small steps to it, but it's the same action, which is okay. this. First of all, write down your top 10 client relationships, the human beings that mm. are most important to your business. Then call them, especially if you're the owner. Actually pick up the phone. And, and I can't tell you how many owners I talked to. They say, well, the last time I talked to my customers was X years ago. Years and, and just ask them, hey, what's challenging your business? What's costing you time and money? And what can we do to help, even if you don't think it's what we do? Just tell me what it is. And then do some of that stuff because it can help you move off that plateau with at least a couple of key clients. And these are important relationships. Perfect. Thank you for that. Just under a minute left, question six, a valuable free resource. Real quick, can you give us a URL where people can dive a bit deeper into this? Sure. Valueprop.com forward slash 10 steps for our 10 steps to growth mini course. It's a $200 course that is free with this link for the next two weeks for your guests listening to this episode. Perfect. Thank you, sir. So valueprop.com forward slash 10, the word 10 steps. Last question, Correct. sir. 24 seconds left. One question I should have asked you, but didn't. How easy is it to get help? Great question. How easy is it to get help? 
Very easy. I make it real easy for somebody to just reach out and let's have a quick conversation. They can go to my name, josepalomino.com, schedule a 30-minute call with me. Perfect. And we'll just figure out if there's a there there based on their problem and what we do and and be happy to help them. Jose, thank you so much for your time and your your wisdom and your insights. Cheers. my, My pleasure, Tom. Thanks for having me. Thanks for checking out our Marketing the Invisible podcast. If you like what we're doing here, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. It's very much appreciated. And if you want to generate five fresh leads in just five hours, then check out www.fivehourchallenge.com.